Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Ball and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Good morning, Patrick. How are you today? Good, Jeff. How about you? I am doing great now that I was able to find Annabelle. So... So we've got Annabelle creation. Annabelle comes home, and now we got Annabelle lost and found. <laughs> there you go. That'll probably be the next one. Yeah. I didn't see. Oh my goodness, man! What a week. Uh, what's new? Anything? Um, no. I've got actually a couple more days before I go back to work. So I got today oh, and tomorrow, yeah. and I go back Wednesday. Um. Yeah, that was a cool full week off. Uh, my daughter Kyle and I went to see Quiet Place 2 on Thursday. Yeah. Got to introduce her to the 40X experience. Nice. And I got I got gave her a warning. I said, before the movie starts, they're gonna give you a little sampler to get you little let you know what you're getting into. She's like, Oh, okay, that sounds cool. And then it started. And so I didn't I didn't bother while we were watching it. Yeah. Afterwards she's like, I thought I was gonna slide out of my seat. <laughs> <laughs> Need a seat belt. Cause I think whatever pants she was wearing was kind of slick oh, on the seat. Yeah. So, cause I know I just had that experience the first time with the pants I had was having that same. Right. So I was like, yeah, I need to wear maybe some more some jeans, basically. Right, right. <laughs> a little more and, um, to it. <laughs> yeah, she enjoyed her first uh, experience of 40X, and she also enjoyed Quiet Place too. Awesome. Cool. And, man. Um, yeah, that's about it. It's been just relaxing most for the most part. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We are we are gearing up for we have uh, we're gearing up for recital. Um, recital is basically still dance, but it's not competition. It's basically if you just take the classes, mm-hmm. you work on a routine throughout the year, and then you have the recital. You know, at the end of I guess you could say not in year end like in December, but the year end like summer, and then right. new season start kind of like a school year. And it works in that kind of way. And then in June, there's a recital, and then you go from there. So we we have recital coming up this week. Uh, I have to take her, pick her up today, and I have to do her hair and makeup because it's dress rehearsal week. You know, stress rehearsal. So yeah. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do a bun, not a man bun, but just a, an actual bun, and uh, you know. I think the I think uh, Ruth's faith in me to get it done correctly um, may not be at a hundred. It might be sixty percent, maybe well, a little less. It's just above. It's yeah, above. Yeah, above yeah. Half, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Her percentage is her percentage is probably lower. <laughs> trying to give myself the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I think I got. I'm like, well, I've watched her do it a bunch, and you know, get as well as I can. Yeah. And uh, I got to put mascara on her, and she knows I don't do eyes. So, like, things mm-hmm. with the eyes, I don't really like. She's like, can you do this? I said, well, I guess we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> I said, now the lipstick, it goes from it goes from, <laughs> from your left cheek across your lips and then cr- all the way over to your right cheek, right? That's how that <laughs> works. I've seen that in the movies. Yeah. You know, help yeah. You put a, we'll help you put a smile on that face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, daddy. Temporary at best. <laughs> yeah. I said, 
I said, no offense, Ruth, but, you know, so this would be, I said, do not stress about this. It'd be the biggest waste of time for you to stress on this. Just know that I'll take care of it. Yep. I'll take care of it. And it may not be competition ready, but guess what? It's dress rehearsal. It'll be fine. So there you go. I'm, I'm not going to stress about it. Neither should you. It's we're not, we're not getting a grade on this. It'll just right. be like, oh, your dad did this. Okay, cool. Well, it's close enough. <laughs> there so, you go. Yeah. And honestly, I'm okay with it's close enough. And then the week after is nationals. Uh, so after that's over, no dance for like a month or two. Uh, we'll know what to do with ourselves. Yeah. And uh, York's actually going to start back at martial arts at the end of the month. So he's very much looking forward to that. And we're going to a same company. Uh, National Krav Maga, but uh, close, a location much closer to us. So I'm going to enjoy that part because it's not a 40, 30 to 45 minute drive for a 45 minute lesson. So, right. And that's just one way, by the way. That's so altogether about an hour and a half for a one way for a one for a 45 minute class. So this can be a lot nicer, and I'm definitely on board for that. Yeah. So otherwise, he's doing good. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm here, man. Just rolling. Watch some movies. Um, oh, I did start watching Sweet Tooth on Netflix, based on the Vertigo series by Jeff Lemire, mm-hmm. about the boy that's a hybrid deer slash human, and basically, you know, it's your usual end of the world virus takes things out. But then the question is, well, what came first, the hybrids or the virus? So. All right. Okay. Yeah, and I saw it listed, but I, I did, hadn't checked it out yet. I've watched two out of the eight episodes, so I'm a quarter of the way through it. Okay. That's me doing math, by the way. <laughs> um, Congrats on not you. blowing something. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but yeah, it it's good so far. I'm really enjoying it. The acting's great. The story's good. Um, staying fairly true to the comic book series, which I did read. Um, there are some nods to some of Jeff Lemire's other work. Jeff Lemire is Canadian. I don't think he's from, I forgot what part of Canada. I think Vancouver, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Anyways, phenomenal writer and artist. Uh, if you haven't read any of his work, I highly suggest it. The Essex County series, which is basically three graphic novels, are really great. Um, highly, highly recommend it. Ghost Stories is still my favorite about the two brothers that are uh, hockey players. So it's it's really good. And yeah. Um so Sweet Tooth's really good. Definitely recommend. Um so far not a whole lot of I don't I think I've heard like one bad word in two episodes. Uh, oh, yeah. it's not very violent. It is, you know, it's it's uh but it is, you know, adventurous, I guess is a good way to say it. Um no, it's it's really well done. Uh, I'd be okay if I mean I think York would like it, so, you know, 10 and older, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, because I don't know how what it's going to get, like, further down the line in the series. But as of the first two episodes, um, it appears to be okay for kids to watch. So um, that's what I'm watching as far as TV. Yep, that's it, because Mass Singer is over and Top Chef's about to end. Um, another great season of that. So, yeah, that's about it. Okay. Uh, 
Not much as far as TV. I haven't gone back to Titans yet. Um, of course, Black Lightning finished their fourth season about a week or so ago. And then I think Batwoman's on the hiatus. I'm not sure if they yeah. aired anything new last night. Mm-mm. I think they're done. I think, I mean, it's June, so most yeah. shows are on hiatus. Okay. And I've been watching some anime. I watched a couple episodes of Death Note, the anime, not the movie that was on no, Netflix. Uh, no, please. No, I've I've been under advisement to avoid that, so I just stick with like, anime. <laughs> the, like avoid it like COVID. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, or you know, you know, because term would be avoid it like the plague, but you know, there you go. If you want to uh, be hit, yeah, yeah. Avoid it like uh, it's it's so bad, dude. It's yeah. so bad. I think I, I think I even covered it one episode many many moons back. But yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. atrocious. Yeah, so I'm gonna stick with anime and then watch a couple more of. Naruto ship it in, so probably still got about 500 episodes of that left. <laughs> so it'll be a while before I can get through that. Um, I think that's it. I haven't haven't caught anything new okay. as far as show. So okay, yeah. So last week we did our list of movies that we think that we think kids um, of our children's age should watch for the summer. I've been trying to compose a list from my kids <laughs> what they think kids their age should watch this summer instead of yeah. just an adult saying, hey, your kids should watch this. Um, Grayson was a little more forthcoming with things to watch, and yours like, uh, I don't know. So for him, the only thing I've gotten is Gravity Falls. And as I told him, it could be TV or movies. Yeah. Just something you think they should watch this summer. So the only thing he could give me was Gravity Falls. I guarantee he could probably give me four more. If I just if I say, well, what about this one? Yo, yeah. What about this? One? Um, yeah. <clears throat> he's currently really walk, really liking a show called Hilda, which is on Netflix, which is kind of like uh, Gravity Falls or Steven Universe. Steven Universe is another one that he really enjoys. Okay. So um, and. Let's see, what's he watching? Demon something. It's an anime. Demon, Demon Slayer. Slayer. There you go. Thank you. Uh, I, this I was a guess because yeah, I keep wanting <laughs> to say Demon Hunter, but I too am wrong on that. Um, yeah. But I do believe it is Demon Slayer. All right. And, I, I uh, took a guess because it's it's a um, new movie that's in theaters now, yes. so I figured that's, and that's probably what I told it. them because they made a movie of it. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep, Demon Slayer. Yep. All right. Good job. Good job, Patrick. Um, but you know, that's some of the things he's watching. He really, he really enjoyed Wolf Walkers. It's still, you know, one he says he re- is one of his favorites that he's watched, um, for family movie night. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's see. So that's, I mean, I don't even see that six, but that's kind of, you know, some things that he's been watching that he's been really enjoying. Um, far as Grayson, she gave me Vampirina, because that's one of her favorite shows mm-hmm. on Disney+. Plus. Boss Baby, the TV show, which is on Netflix. Uh, she really likes that, and she's fully aware of the sequel coming out. Um, and then the movie that we're going to talk, or that I'm going to talk about today, Raya and the Last Dragon, which we watched this past week for Family Movie Night. And then she watched again the next morning. It's um, a good sign. Yep. And then uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl, because that's another one of her favorites. Also still on Netflix. Wolf Walkers, 
which she has watched in the car on my iPad a couple of different times. Yeah. And then um, the Babysitter's Club uh, TV show, which is also on Netflix. Okay. Uh, that's one of her. She's rewatched that a couple of times. So, which I think would be a good summer watch. It seems like it'd be perfect for you know, summertime to watch that. So that that's some of theirs. Um, so this week, uh, we're going to, before we get into the movies we watched, um, get into some of the movies that we're excited about seeing this summer because, you know, theaters are opening up and all the movies that were supposed to come out last year are now finally getting released um, theatrically, some also on HBO Max or streaming. Yeah. But more importantly, coming out to theaters. <laughs> True. Um I actually arranged my list. Uh, I think I just, yeah, I arranged my list. I I had a list. I just wrote them all down. And then I went back through because I like being organized and apparently I had that kind of time to do all this. Right. I actually arranged them them by release date, too. So instead of it, you know, being my one I'm looking forward to the most, because I want to go ahead and tell you Fast 9 and Top Gun Maverick are going to probably be my top two, within the Heights being the close third. Just right there. Because um, I forgot the new Bond movie's coming out in November now. Not Because it's supposed to come out last April. Oh, yeah. A week or two before. I forgot about it. Oh, dude, a week or... It, it was like two weeks before. And then they shut down theaters. I was like, yeah, I kind of forgot about it. Yeah. It's a lot so, of movies I forgot about in a way. Yeah. Like even the Quiet Place too. When they when I was like, oh yeah, yeah that was supposed to come out, nope. but it was worth the wait. It was so worth the wait. Indeed. So I don't know if you want to go first or if you want me to just kind of start. Uh, I'll let you go first because okay. I don't actually have a complete list. Okay. So all right, you can just chime in too. Yeah. All right. So obviously the one we we watched this this weekend. Uh, first on the list is The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah. Came out this Friday. Um, yeah. Uh, so, good there. Oh, after I get done with our list, I've also got a list um kids' movies coming out this summer, which I'll actually type up and put on our on our group page and uh, our socials. That way people have a quick access to when the kids' movies are coming out this summer. There's two. There's nine. Just not bad. Okay. Um, next week, or I guess this Friday, in the Heights, uh, the Lin Manuel Miranda musical. Uh, so kind of the follow up to Hamilton, or even though I believe it, I believe, I believe he wrote and it came out before Hamilton did. But as far as a movie, it's coming out I guess post Hamilton. Right. So, anyways, um, I'm very much excited for that one as is uh, Ruth, um, because she is obsessed with Hamilton, so she's all ready for this one. Also, the independent film Sublet, which has been getting already some kind of buzz among among critics, so so I'll probably watch that. And then June 25th is F9, so the ninth installment in Fast and Furious franchise. That's for sure going to be a 40x deal oh, there. Yeah, <laughs> totes. Yeah. Totes. 
Although yeah. Grayson kind of wants to go see it, so it may not be a 4DX. <laughs> it may not be a 4DX the first time. I may yeah. go back and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I'm obviously going to take Yorick since we've now watched all of them. Right. Well, we've watched five through eight. Um, okay. So, haven't gone back to watch the original four yet? Not yet, yeah. We haven't... We, I mean, more just time than anything. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, we're... He's... I think he's ready to watch it. I don't know if he's a, he's not as excited as me, but I know he's going to enjoy it nonetheless. Yeah. And then uh, that's it for June. Popping in July, July 2nd, Top Gun Maverick. So right in time for 4th of July. Yeah. So, uh, that's smarter on their part. That's 100% a 40X. Like yeah. when we watched, because we saw the trailer for it while we were, when York and I, saw uh star wars in 40 mm-hmm. that trailer was part of it so that's the york i'm not even going to tell you otherwise i said we're seeing this and we're seeing this in 40x yeah. that, that's not even up for discussion <laughs> yeah because the dog fights alone oh that, i mean that that might like movies like that would probably need a redesign of the 40x where you could put them put you in a enclosed so you can right. actually spin yeah so that, would, that would be something that they could go to oh. next but That'd be crazy. Almost like a roller coaster. Yeah. Like, sorry, no food or drinks allowed. Right. Or or eat eat beforehand. Yeah. Or maybe not. (laughs) Or maybe not. True. 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 (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Wait till afterwards or eat like two hours before. Yeah, yeah. Take a Dramamine. (laughs) Free Dramamine with eat tried. There you go. Uh, Then uh, July 9th, believe it when I see it, but Black Widow will be out. (laughs) I'm positive, though. I'm, I'm positive on this this time, unless something crazy happens between now and then. Yeah. <laughs> like a new, a new, new thing pops off. Then yeah. yeah. We should, we should finally. If nothing else, it'll be on Disney Plus. But I'm not paying thirty bucks. Right. <laughs> no. Unless someone, ha- unless, unless someone hacks into the Disney Plus servers and crashes, and that's probably how it's going to happen. Yeah. It'd be like, be like the time they. Uh, the time uh, the hackers broke into Sony Pictures <laughs> and took the interview. Yeah. <laughs> it was something like that happens, you know. Um, then nothing after after July 9th for uh, Black Widow, nothing noticed on my list until July 23rd when um, M. Night's new movie Old comes out. That looks interesting. It does look interesting. Um, then it's like, hope, I'm, hoping it stays, I'm hoping it stays interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no those surprise endings, the little twists. Oh, like, oh, here comes the M Night twist. We don't need it. We don't need it. <laughs> nope. It's like, <laughs> just make a straight waste movie, man. That's all. That's yeah. all you need to do. You don't need to try and do tricks from twenty years ago. We're good. Nope. Uh, and coming out the same day, <sighs> Snake Eyes: The Origin of GI or the GI Joe AG A. G.I. Joe origin. That's all you, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I might, I mean, I might check it out, but it's not. Nah. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Cause I, I didn't even watch the other G.I. Joe movies, so. Uh, G.I. They're Joe okay. They're okay. Man. Yeah. Uh, literally, put them on when you're doing something else. Yeah. Legit. I mean, The Rock's in the second one, and the second one is actually directed by John M. Chu, who directed Step Up 3, um, Step Up 3, 
Crazy Rich Asians and In the Heights. <laughs> so, well. and and oddly enough, the second one has the most accurate depict. You know, as as far as like the Hasbro line of toy, mm-hmm. as the most accurate. Um, <clears throat> is the most accurate. Let's put it that way. Okay, we got the rock in it, so that all that yeah. bumps it up quite a bit. But the bar's still not very high, nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, Basically, like if you take the rock out, then it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first one's a little rough, but I still watch it. Yeah. But Ray Parks as Snake Eyes in that movie's main reason why I watch it because he was phenomenal in it. So, anyways, off topic. Uh. Here we go. Getting back to the list. July 30th, Jungle Cruise with, speaking of The Rock, and uh, Emily Blunt. So, you know, after after her family survive, <laughs> survives Alien, she gets on a boat. Teaches <laughs> the kids, gets on a boat. Well, it's tied together. They had a boat in that movie, too. So it's That's like, true. That's it's in the universe. Foul point. Foul point. <laughs> um, also on the 30th, uh, Dev Patel's The Green Knight, which looks interesting. Uh, I don't think I've seen that trailer. I've heard it, I've heard I've seen the title, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, yet. It, it looks interesting. Um, yeah. I'm interested enough. And then getting into August, <clears throat> August sixth, the The Suicide Squad, James Gunn's. I would say attempt. <coughs> James Gunn's attempt at a Suicide Squad movie. So, yeah. if it's, you know, kind of Guardians-like, then I'm sure it'll be fine. So, fingers crossed. Right. Or is he going to pull a Joss Whedon and mess up a, another DC product? Oh, God. <laughs> I doubt that. I doubt that. Yeah. I think he's kind of aware of that. <laughs> that yeah. So, he's like... Uh... I got. I got. I got to try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially after the last Suicide Squad movie didn't fare so well, I think he's really gonna put his all in this one. Yeah, I think that one was disappointing, mostly because you had the was the Suicide Squad. Um, got the title, but they were in Arkham. I mean, yeah, took over Arkham. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, animated movie. You've got. A good blueprint there. Just make that live action. Then you're good. Yeah. But. Straight up. But, but here we go. Uh, then, August 13th, Free Guy. Hopefully. So, with, yeah. <laughs> and then that kind of... I only did June through August. I didn't do September, even though... I know September is te- still technically part of summer, but yeah. the way I see it, school will be back in session, so it's not... It's considered fall for me. So, that's how my brain works. True. Um, so, like that next, like the first week in September is uh, Shang Chi, but that'll go on the next list. <laughs> right. Your your fall yeah movies. Yep. Um, I didn't know if you had any different. Well, anything that you uh, found interesting that wasn't on part of those. So even though the f- it's it's animated, so I guess it would kind of go in with the the kid movies. The first one wasn't that great, but just because I've seen the first one, I want to see what they do with the second one. The Peter Rabbit 2. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's another one. So, but um, then as far as movies more for adults, 
uh, July 2nd, The Forever Purge. Oh, yeah. 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 So I know I'll be watching that. <laughs> this, this this is um, what would happen if people still continue purging after the supposed purge is over. So. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. And then I think this is coming to prime, The Tomorrow War with um, Chris Pratt. Yes. Yeah, Chris Pratt and Mario and Rosco. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to. Surprises. And then, huh? Some surprise that's not online. Shame on me. I think it's coming out soon, actually. Maybe this week. I know it's this month. Okay. Or it might be next. I think it might be one of the first movies in July. Yeah, we still got another month. It's the second. Okay. That end. Yeah. Well, looks like another epic episode coming up. <laughs> Let me see. What's that? Yeah, July 2nd. Um, and then the first movie watched in 2019, Escape Room, has a sequel coming up. Escape Room. Yeah, I saw that trailer. Cha- tournament, tournament of Champions. So I'm like, it seems like they've kind of dialed up the, the traps and whatnot. So, so I like I did. Huh, go ahead. Uh, no, no, go ahead. I'll finish your thought and then I'll. I was just going to say, I did, I did enjoy the first escape room because i wasn't really expecting much from it at all yeah. and it, it, it did its job like i'm not sure if i want to do an escape room yet <laughs> right I'm like what if somebody's you know you get it'd be you know it's a chance thing of happening but you go try escape room and then somebody's actually got a evil plot to do something bad i'm like yeah i don't know if i want to do that <laughs> so my first thought watching that trailer was who has this kind of time to set these up in money because that's right. like some of those, I'm like, it's like, oh, it's an escape room inside of an escape room. I was like, it's getting very meta. Like, it's a yeah. very Russian doll kind of attempt. But I'm like, who has this kind of land, <laughs> this kind of property? It's like, how rich are the people doing this? Because these don't look like abandoned areas. And these no. look fairly high tech and very intricate. Like, who's got that kind of time, much less money? You find out the side project that Bruce Wayne has. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How Bruce Wayne, it's a new way for him to pick out the next Robin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, like I've been reading some theories where they say Batman kind of created these situations to get these Robins. Like, he set up, he's the one that killed the, the Graysons. Dang. I'm like, I'm like, man, that'd be kind of brutal. But yeah, everything just kind of lines up kind of perfectly for him to just that would be a great. That would be a good Elseworlds uh, storyline. Yeah, because like in... Titans, they had a little flashback where I think it's Bruce Wayne coming to Dick Grayson, like, hey, I can I can help you. And yeah, like, well, it's kind of convenient you show up after this happens. I'm like, is that what they're hitting at? <laughs> that maybe he kind of, you know, because mm, it's a little dark. Yeah. Um, and then the next movie, um, I, I'm not sure how this is going to be, but uh, the sure new Space Jam, be. <laughs> the, the new Space Jam with LeBron James. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just know I'm going to watch it because, you know, I do like Looney Tunes. I'm curious what they'll do with those characters. I'm not really sure how LeBron's going to, fi- you know, what they're going to do different for it being this time instead of when Michael Jordan did it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm 100% not a LeBron person, per se. <clears throat> but... I am a huge fan of his philanthropy, like what he does with his money to give back to his community. Yeah. Like, I am on board with that 100, you know, a thousand percent. 
It's just everything else I'm not. I'm like, yeah, okay, not. It, it's weird because, um, of course, the Lakers got knocked out in the first round of playoffs Yeah, this year. So people start posting memes. Like I posted yeah. one with him getting ready yeah. for the second round, sitting at home. Sitting at home watching. <laughs> watching the second round, which doesn't happen often because usually, no. yeah. you know, if he's in the playoffs, that's, yeah. that's your champion, basically. Yeah. Um, so then I saw a post later where somebody was talking about all the stuff he does off the court. Yeah. I'm like, nobody's discounting him as a human being and what he does. Yeah. He's not playing, yeah. but when he's on the court, when you got like I saw that video when his team was getting blown out by like thirty some points and he walks off with five minutes left. I'm like, I don't see anybody else doing that. Right. <laughs> like I don't care. Like I mean, you go down with the ship. If you're getting beat that bad, sit yep. on the bench. Watch like it's like watch like a what is it, honorable death. You're watching yeah. your your team die because yeah. somebody's just, just watch it, take it in. They use that as motivation for the next time. But yep. I'm like, it's the on, a, on the court stuff that people don't like. Yeah. Because he's supposed to be this and that, but he's doing stuff like this. It kind of contradicts yeah. everything. Yeah. So, but off the court, you know, 100%. He yeah. does what he does. But that was kind of like my argument with Shaq because I was never a Shaq guy either. My brother loved Shaq. Yeah. You know, he scores this way. It's like, bro, he's like eight feet tall. If he's not. If they don't hand the ball and it doesn't just go in when he lifts his arm up, I don't know what to tell you. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah. That's a that's not like no offense, but that's not really showing a whole lot of skill per se. It's just like yeah. he's big, he should be able to. He it's can't like shoot having free throws. It's like have, yeah, I mean he can't shoot a free throw to save his life. Or a jump shot, really. No. No, it's either a dunk, nice little hook shot. Yeah. Or dunk. <laughs> Maybe a pass, maybe. I mean, he'll pass yeah. more than Kobe ever did. Yeah. But, but the, the only issue I ever had with Shaq was like, stop rapping, stop acting. Yes. You got the money, it, and I think you that's why you're doing it. You got the money, and you uh, and you went through the police academy and yeah. became a L.A. County Sheriff and doing some great PR stuff. But you're a legit certified police officer. Yeah. Awesome. He's trying to bring yeah. back Papa John's, try to put, make get a positive light on it. Yeah. That's so, but that's going about his acting. But that's going acting. <laughs> yeah, true. That's not helping him. True, but um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see what else. I think that was that's the only thing I had different. Okay. Mine. So yeah. yeah, so two of the ones you brought up, great, because that you know helps get into the the uh, movie coming out for kids this summer. Yeah. Uh, this past Friday, the sequel to Spirit, some animated horse movie that I never watched, or and kids I've never seen, but I've seen it on Netflix or whatever. I've seen it on streaming. I've just never had any interest to watch yeah. it. Um, it has a sequel called uh, Spirit Untamed that came out Friday in theaters. So if you're looking to try and get your kids back to the movies, that is an option. Currently the only one right now. <laughs> Sounds like it should be a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, Spirit Untamed. Yeah. The Conjuring 4, Spirit Untamed. There you go. <laughs> uh, the Warrens visit a horse stable. <laughs> the horses are just hind kicking everyone that gets close. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm. Oh, Lord. Um... <laughs> And then uh, June 11th, yes, Peter Robert 2 comes out. My daughter saw the uh, commercial for it. 
I told her she watches the first one and likes it, I will gladly take her to go see the second one. And she about jumped out of her seat. She was so excited about going back to the movies. Because it's, you know, last summer they used to be how I saw most of these kids' movies was taking, you know, I had more of a reason to watch them. Not because I actually wanted to. Um, Yeah. And so she's very excited about that. And then uh, July 2nd, The Boss Baby Family Business. Uh, That sequel will be out. And then July 16th, uh, Space Jam, A New Legacy, as you stated, will be out. July 23rd, Hotel Transylvania, colon, Transformania. If it's not a Hotel Transylvania Wrestlemania, I I can't help them. (laughs) Especially because Transformania is in the same kind of block lettering as Wrestlemania. Yeah. So I kind of hope it is, just because it seems like that might be more entertaining for me. True. (laughs) Grayson will be entertained either way, because this is the fourth, yeah, fourth Hotel Transylvania movie. Somehow this is the fourth Hotel Transylvania movie. Uh, I mean, it's probably the best thing Adam Sandler's got going right now. (laughs) Yeah. So, at least somewhat entertaining. Right. Even though the third one was kind of a... Kind of a stretch, but were you gonna say a wash because it's on a cruise? No, but kind of wish I did. Yeah, (laughs) missed that one. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, (laughs) So Grayson's also very excited about that one. Then again, July thirtieth, as uh, mentioned on the my uh, ones on the adult one on the adult side. Um, Wait, I made that sound. Like it and how it shouldn't. Anyways, should we think that? <laughs> we'll just yeah yeah. We'll just go with the previous list. There we go. My list. Uh, July thirtieth, Jungle Cruise. So, yeah, that could have been either way. On the list, for, on the list for grown folks. Yeah, there you go. Grown. The <laughs> always, always folks that think they're grown. Yeah. <laughs> Our movies that appeal more to parents. There yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. And uh, then lastly, the only movie coming out in August. For kids, August twentieth, the Paw Patrol movie. Mm. Chase has not been canceled. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we had to wait till the movie comes out. Maybe he does. Yeah, <laughs> I think I've watched. I think when I was, uh, I think I watched maybe a couple episodes because I was keeping on my niece for a little bit, and yeah, yeah I was like, man, I can see how it, it's for them. I can see how they get drawn into it, but I'm just like. Man, you like oh. me trying to figure out logistics on how this works? Yeah, overthinking it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like ah, oh. like these are the only these are the only animals that talk. <laughs> like, how does this work? Nicoletta doesn't talk, and the others. Yeah. Also, who's funding the Paw Patrol? Like, is it a, is it funded by the city? Does the mayor help fund it? Like, why is a boy in charge and nobody else? Like, where are the adults? Start trying to make too much sense of it. Just, just go I, with it. <laughs> just got to go with I, it. I am. I'm like, and who develops their tech? I'm like, did they buy this stuff from Wayne Tech? Like, how's this work? It's like, like serious I, suspension of disbelief there. It's, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So, anyways, the uh, Bob Patrol movie, August 20th. So, that is our list. I'll be sure to post all of this on our Facebook group page. 
and uh, I'll try and get it on the Instagrams as well. And if uh, if we missed any, if you look and find one that we've missed, please let us know. This is also, and again, these are the ones coming to theaters. This is not um, including movies that are coming to Netflix, Prime, or um, any other streaming service. Because I didn't get that deep into it, <laughs> to be honest. So, But if you found one that we missed, let us know. Hit us up. We're glad we cover it. And uh, as always, if you have suggestions for movies we should watch, please let us know. We'd... Uh, We'll take it into heavy consideration, and one of us will probably end up watching it, if not both of us. All right, homie. Uh, let's get into it. Do the feature presentation, the one we both watched. Yep, yep. All right. Uh, you want to do a summary? So, <clears throat> it's the most recent Conjuring movie. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Also... Also, what kids say um, when they get in trouble. <laughs> and then, kind of like maybe it's a tagline for the, the execs behind the movie. Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we don't want just Conjuring 3. Yeah, no. And you come up with clever, more clever just, titles. It's like, just in case this isn't as great, we can just say this is a side story. <laughs> right. It's not, it's a, it's a, it's a spinoff. Right, right. right. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, came out recently, Friday, June the 4th. It's both on HBO Max and in theaters, which watching on HBO Max didn't make it out to the theaters this time. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is an hour and fifty-two minutes, and we have a different director. Instead of James Wan, we have Michael Chavez or Chaves. Yeah, I think um, it's Chaves. Okay, had a budget of thirty-nine million, and so far it's only brought in twenty-two million, which you know, still early. Yes. And then we have um, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga reprising their roles, Ed and Lorraine Warren. And yet again, they're on their, they have another um, demonic presence to investigate. So here we have Arnie, who has a cop roll up on him and he's got blood on him and he says he's hurt someone. Yeah, you think? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so basically, he's on trial for murder, but the Warrens want to prove that it's possible that he did did these actions uh, being possessed by a demon, which I believe this is the first time that a case someone pled guilty due to on the grounds of possession of a demon. And yeah, I think I, was, I could see that being hard to <laughs> prove. Right. But, you know, the Warrens, you know, they've got got history on their side, I guess you could say, of, of dealing with this. But um, I did enjoy how it started off. Like, it started off with um, them exercising the demon, the Glatzell family. And you have young David, who's been, you know, presumably possessed by a demon. And it seems like nothing they're trying works. They're, they're doing their exorcism, saying the words and everything. But things get worse. He's contorting himself, like... I'm thinking, I'm looking at is is this him actually contorting himself or is this some clever CGI? Either way it goes, he's looking like he's in pain, like he's hurting. Um, But at one point, the priest gets knocked out. Uh, He jumps on Ed, causing him to have a heart attack. But then, I guess the 
possible future brother-in-law, uh, David, not David, um, what's his name? Arnie, sorry, just spoke of him. Anyway, picks David up saying, hey, demon, get out of him, and instead of being in him, take me. And so we see kind of like a transfer of things. David goes back to normal. Arnie kind of has this possessed look, but then he goes back to normal. And we cut to Ed Warren being in the hospital where they get the word that he's had a heart attack. And it's severe to the point that it's left him physically weaker. So he has to get around by wheelchair. And um, when he is able to walk, he has to use a cane. So that kind of makes things difficult for him. And But now him and his wife, Lorraine, have to prove about uh, the demonic possession inside Arnie to hopefully help him avoid the death penalty because that's what they're going for, especially with him pleading innocent on the grounds of possession. So, yeah. Can you imagine trying to mount that defense? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, okay, you got the scene of the lawyer. Especially in 1981, man. Yeah, True. But, you know, you had the story of Amityville and all that to happen beforehand. But, you know, of course, people didn't believe that. They thought they they faked right. it and everything. But the lawyer in this, you know, Ed's like, well, we'll invite you to dinner. We'll show you our room, introduce you to Annabelle. And if you're not convinced, then we'll leave it alone. And then the next shot, she's sitting next to I'm like, I literally was like, well, I guess she believed it. <laughs> so I, I would have liked to have seen that. It's right. I'm cool to see that. I am kind of curious. It's, it's, it's possible, but... It, like, you know, when it comes out for, you know, official release, be cool if they include that. I'd like to see how that went. <laughs> Maybe that'd be like yeah. a little short. I mean, I agree, but I think it also is a good comedy beat when they don't, yeah. though. Yeah. Like, that's the that cut into it and see them in court and just <clears> see <throat> the expression on her face of terror still in her in yeah. her eyes. I think adds a good comic beat to kind of to kind yeah, of melt. I laugh. You know, yeah. You know, cut the tension in there a yeah. little bit. Sounds so like, I think, yeah. She's on board. I, I agree. I probably would. I would have liked to have seen that as well, and <laughs> kind of just see that little tour and just see kind of crazy things just happen left and right. See what. I'd like to know what finally convinced her. Was it just seeing Annabelle? It's like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're good. I, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> or probably the the painting of the nun. That too. That's also in there too. I think that might have done it for me. Like, y'all yeah. crazy, but okay. I guess we'll 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 ride this out. Yeah. As soon as I open that door and I see that stuff, like, yeah, I don't have to go in. Let's just let's do what we got to do. We're good. We're good. Just just pay me on time. Yeah, as long as it clears, we're good. <laughs> so not only are they trying to get evidence to prove that, yes, there's no denying that he did this, but they're yeah. trying to prove that the reason it happened is because he was possessed by a demon, so he had no control over himself. And, yeah. you know. But also, David was originally possessed, so they're trying to figure out why, because they went to investigate. Yeah. And they find a totem underneath the house. And so this is involving witchcraft. So someone put this here and. It's targeting the family for whatever reason. So. Yeah. <laughs> so not only do we have demons, we have witchcraft also. Right. 
so one thing the first trailer kind of misleads you to believe is that they it misleads you to think that this is going to be a courtroom drama and not anything like the other Conjuring movies. Yeah, it's very misleading because it it does it show it doesn't show the entire courtroom scene, but it does kind of go back to it and it make it seem like it's going to be told like it's going to be a courtroom drama that is dealt with like flashbacks, which right. it's not at all. And it's it, it is a Conjuring movie, but yes, one of the scenes does take place in a courtroom. And I think the reason why they do that is because either they didn't have enough footage at the time, or with the footage they had, the person that cut the trailer didn't want to show too much, so they weren't sure how to cut it to where they wouldn't be showing, you know, trying to spoil it more or less. Yeah, so. yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, they made it misleading to make it th- seem to think it's a courtroom thriller. Yeah, I mean, it did, it did give you that impression, you know, because like it'd been cool to have, you know, see the lawyer try to do her part as far as getting evidence cut with the Warrens doing their thing and then seeing how he's yeah. dealing with this, how they selected the jury. You know, it'd been cool to see that. Like, how are you going to get people that aren't skeptics that's automatically going to, oh, yeah, he's guilty, he's crazy, you oh, know, tough. instead of people that are open minded to it, you know, yeah. it'd been cool to see that. But, um, but still, it's it's a conjure movie because I mean the difference between this and the first two, it doesn't necessarily involve a family in a house dealing with hauntings and finding out demons there. Right. You don't have uh, a girl that sleepwalks because both the first movies, first two movies had a girl that sleepwalks and then the mom gets attached with the demon in the first movie. The second movie, the youngest daughter is the one that gets possessed. Here, it's more. It's similar but different. You know, they just they, they you know it's a different director, so it's not going to be the same. Um, there was like some cool effects, like when they're in the woods, and it transitions from daytime to her visioning the past of the situation that happened, and uh, I like that effect. And there's um, a scene in the morgue, like I thought that was pretty intense. Um, you know, just after having watched the first two, then watching the third. It kind of helped with as far as the continuity of at least the Conjuring movies, because of course you got eight or nine movies in this whole universe that connect in some way. But um, this one's probably the weaker of the three. But that's not saying it's bad. It's just considering in comparison, it's 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 not as scary. You know, there's some moments where there's some jump scares here and there, but yeah. Um, it's not really relying on that. I don't, or at least not trying to, but it's got, it's got its moments where it's like, yeah, this is, you know, like you still care about the Warrens, about what happens to them. Cause you know, the first two movies, Lorraine was dealing with one, having yeah. been, you know, possessed temporarily or seen a vision that shocked her to the point that she didn't even know if she wants to do this anymore. But now you got Ed physically. Right. He's not really able to keep up like before. Cause you see the chains where she goes in and checks out the house when it's normally him that does it. And so it's kind of like a little, little role reversal, so to speak. Right. Yeah. But yeah. So for me, uh, you know, I'm thinking, and we talked about this a little bit last, last week as we were getting ready to, you know, for this movie to come out is that this is the third one. Mm-hmm. So our friends, Marley and Patrice did an episode on the Warrens. Uh, and I was trying to remember when it was, and I actually had to reach out to him and ask him what episode it is. One, 
so I can mention it on our show so people can go back and listen to it because it's actually a really interesting story. Yeah. Uh, but two, <laughs> I felt worse when I couldn't find it. And it uh, turns out it's the one from Pod X from when I first met them. Uh-uh. Now, two years ago. <laughs> um, actually, holy crap, is that today? Yeah. June 8th. Well, or is that tomorrow? I'm not good with my dates. Okay, tomorrow. It'd be a year a year ago, or two years ago, tomorrow. Um, where, uh, anyways, they, they're... Episode from Pod X was uh, episode 23. If you go to the Strange South uh, podcast and look it up, it's be episode 23 live from Pod X, uh, where they covered Sweet Snake Serenity, which is uh, snake handlers, one of the couple that they've oh. done about snake handlers. And then the second one, Lorraine Warren meets the Tennessee Sad, Sad Squatch. So basically what it covers, and I even found an article on it, it doesn't give a year, which is the only thing that I wish it did, because then we could put it within the timeline right. of when all that occurred. Basically, they were on a lecture series in, in Tennessee, and of course it didn't say exactly where, which bugs me, but it feels like it was around, it was like an hour, hour and a half out of, out of Nashville somewhere. And they uh, they were doing a lecture series, and this family... You had them, you know, basically convince them to come out because they feel like they've been their child was almost abducted by Bigfoot and or a very hairy ape man is how they worded it. Some hill people, that's literally what it says in the book. Yeah, uh, this is based out and this story is out of Ed and Lorraine Warren's book that they wrote called Ghost Story, Ghost Stories, that was published in 1989. Okay, and basically, so. First, you know, Lorraine wasn't real sure about it, but uh, after a while, you know, after a little bit of convincing, she went out to investigate. They took her out in these hills and everything, and after walking for, like, a couple hours, she finally has to sit and rest. And then one thing that this movie does focus more on that the than the other two did was Lorraine's... Um, not to they heard her psychic visions, whatever. Yeah. This focus more on that than the other previous two had. True. And so she started having those visions and uh, of the Harry Eightman that she turns out to be Sasquatch and then she ends up having this telepathic conversation and basically the Sasquatch wasn't trying to hurt anybody but it was in pain because it had injured itself and basically was trying to make friends with the child because uh, because the adult humans don't or basically wouldn't understand or more aggressive, I guess, more or less what it's trying to get across. Yeah. And that the kids would be more understanding. Adults are too and judgmental. Just, <laughs> exactly, pretty much. And that it just needed help. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she was trying to explain to the Sasquatch that it's fine. You know, nobody's here to hurt you. How can we help? You know, which, what do you, you know, how are you injured? How can I help? And the Sasquatch was like, apparently like 15 or no, 40 feet away. Yeah. And from where they were at. And so she was going to try and help it and get to it. But somebody, one of the hill people honked a horn thinking it was being funny. And it scared the Sasquatch away. 
And so she ends up trying to follow this bloody trail. That's the blood is redder and more viscous. That's a word. There we go. Viscous than human blood. And, uh, which I think means thicker. I'm not sure. I'm terrible. Um, and she's trying to follow it and then it goes off a ledge and then she can't find anything. So she thinks the Sasquatch committed suicide. So, yeah. yeah. Um, because it was scared running and just went off the cliff. I wasn't paying attention and probably not. So, um, so basically, uh, when in the article I read, Ed, uh, base Warren basically said things such as like Sasquatches and the Loch Ness monster are actually ghosts that are actually being summoned and like appar- like summoned as far as like an apparition or something like that. Someone does it some you know some however that works and summons the creature and that's how they appear yes They're, you know so anyways i would recommend getting the book reading more into it's about uh the story at least the tennessee story uh is about eight pages long i guess and also i'd rec- heavily recommend listening to episode 23 of the strange south podcast where they really get into it more um so yeah check that out and then, but yeah, that's, uh, anyways, the reason why I was wanting to tell that story is because it made me think that needs to be the next Conjuring movie. Yeah. Should be the Conjuring 4, you know, the Warrens meet Bigfoot. Now, obviously, because it's going to be based on a true story, they're going to take liberties and make it seem more terrifying. True. But, you know, the, the ending can still be, you know, where she finally understands that it's not trying to harm and just was in, it's just in pain. Yeah, well, I figured they could probably. It wouldn't be that hard to write a script, you know, where it's. It seems like that's what's occurring, but it turns out it's. Something and that maybe there. the hill people are actually the ones to blame. So. That squatch is looked at as the monster, but it really is the people. And boom, boom. Yeah. All right, we'll start. It's got to bring back James Wan for that. <laughs> yep. Start start the spec stri- spec script now. Yeah. Let's get it going. And shoot you a little, 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 little percentage. Cause... Yeah, yeah, just one. I'll be happy with one percent. Yeah, just, just a little bit. I ain't, I ain't, I'm not gonna be greedy. 1%. And yes, viscous does problem. mean thick. Okay. Having a, having a thick, sticky consistency. So yeah. yes. That's what she said. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing. That's uh, what happens when nobody's in the house. <clears throat> All right. Um, but no. Uh, getting back to the actual movie, though. I really did enjoy it. Uh, I did actually watch The Curse of La Llorona. It's how you pronounce I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen it. There's, It's pronounced differently, but that's how I think it. I think it's you roll the L or Yorna. Something, yeah, yeah. something like that. <clears throat> yeah, that's one I have uh, to watch. It's, you'll, when you watch it, you'll notice, even though the, the style is different from when James wants, but when you watch... Uh, when you watch Curse of La Llorona, you'll notice similar techniques and styles as far as camera. As far the same as, director, right? Yeah. yeah. So you'll notice the tricks on that, not tricks, but the style, his style is very much, he's on, I don't want to say on brand, but he's basically, you can see similarities in, in styles and how they, how things are shot and how certain things are presented to the audience. Uh, as far as whose point of view and everything, it's. I think uh, John Lake was almost in that. I feel like that's who it's in it. But it's it's actually pretty good. I was 
uh, pleasantly surprised. I think I watched that last summer. Okay. Or the summer before. I don't know. I watched it a while back. I checked it out from the library. That should tell you how long it's been, but. Oh, yeah. And then somebody had posted that since The Conjuring 3 is out, everything in the Conjuring universe is on HBO Max. So yep. If you have that, so that's you can how check them out. <laughs> that's yeah. how I'm caught up. Same. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, so, the only ones I got to watch are the Annabelle movies. Otherwise, I'm caught up. Yeah. <clears throat> I just got to watch. The, I need to watch the first Annabelle and then. The curse of La Yorna, however yeah. you say it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, to kind of go back when you were mentioning the budget. <clears throat> so, I was curious as I was watching this because it is very styled. Yeah. Not stylized in a bad way, but just because of the, who the director is and his. And some of the things that were happening, I'm like, this seems like it's a little more, I don't want to say effects heavy, but, you know, even practical effects still count. It seemed like there's a lot more going on that it, you could tell that there was more money put behind it. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go look them up and see what all three, you know, run. First Conjuring budget was $20 million. Second Conjuring, Conjuring 2, $40 million. And then Conjuring 3, $39 million. So $1 million actually less than the predecessor. Um, but, I, you know, I, I think he was able to do a lot with less, <laughs> as yeah. I've always said about most. But, you know, for a thriller slash horror movie, that's a pretty huge budget. Yeah. And most are made for like a third of that. True. You know. Or I guess I could just say a fraction, which still, I know a third is a fraction, but still. But yeah, for, you know. So I, th- I, I if you like the, the other movies, you're going to like this one just fine. I mean, it's a good, good follow up. Um, I know when, uh, she referred when uh, interviewed Vera Farmiga was talking about how she uh, how she felt like she was coming back to her family <laughs> on filming because you know made two and that her and uh, Patrick Wilson I guess are really close friends in real life yeah you know one thing so you and I both watched the nun and which has Tasha Farmiga playing yeah. the nun to be I guess yeah. uh investigating you know all this which i think is awesome because that's her younger sister and not daughter which is still correct yeah. still because I, I kept looking I'm like man why don't they just make her like a descendant of hers yeah i don't think i don't know if they i don't think they did that but that have yeah. been you know because it would explain her visions and all and you know kind of deeper the con- deepen the connection yeah. a little bit but um, yeah yeah <clears throat> so one point in the movie, uh, Lorraine Warren receives a bouquet of flowers from the parents. This is a nod to the central family in the first country movie. So I thought that was kind of a nice little nod. Um, so, in the obviously, I don't know if you noticed this, but in the uh, prologue of the movie, when they're performing the exorcism on David, uh, the shot of the father of Father Gordon getting showing up and getting out of the cab. Staring at the uh, staring at the house with the street light shining on them. Yeah, nice, nice little tribute to The Exorcist. Yeah, I was like, ah, I see what you did there. Yep, I had my little Leo moment, like, ah, I know where that's from. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I get that reference. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, James Wan uh, remarked that with The Conjuring Three, they wanted to get out of the haunted house setup, which was the subgenre of the previous two films. Yeah. Uh, so it obviously makes a major turn in that, you know, 
in that sense. Yeah. So here you go. So the working title of the movie was plainly The Conjuring 3. However, later it was changed to The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, as a direct reference to the infamous 1981 Arnie Johnson trial. And I believe there is another movie, not a documentary, but another movie based on that trial. And I think that one focuses more on the trial and not on okay. the other, basically what this movie focuses on. So it's, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it'd be an interesting uh, pairing to come watch. So, uh, and I think that's about it, man. Um, yeah. Oh, the demon murder case. That's the name of it. There you go. The demon murder case was the uh, the other movie I was just referencing to from 1983. If you can find it, or at least find maybe a trailer on YouTube or something. Who knows? Yeah. Anything is possible. But. Yeah, um, so that's, so I'm recommending it if you're, you know, if you're about that, if you're about that kind of dream life, you won't be disappointed, you'll, you'll really enjoy it, I think, so, and yeah, let's see, I guess I'll go ahead and talk about the kids movie that I watched, okay. so this Friday for family movie night, we decided to now that uh, it's pronounced Raya, not Raya, like I've been saying, because it's R-A-Y-A, but it's pronounced Raya and the Last Dragon, which is now available on Disney Plus to all Disney Disney Plus subscribers. Drop that premium. <laughs> I'm curious how many people paid the premium and didn't wait. I'm definitely curious, because I'm wondering, because that then will make me kind of wonder, well, who paid for premium for, what was the last one they did? Cruella also is out. Yeah. So I'm curious who else paying premium for this on Disney Plus to see if Disney Plus really feels like it's financially viable to keep doing it that way. I mean, but, they should just adopt what HBO Max is doing: release yeah. it for a month and pull it, and then pull it, yeah. and then let it go to let it go, and then let it go to VOD, you know, iTunes, Amazon Prime, twenty dollars <laughs> for a yeah. while, and then bring it back. Yep. It's, it's, that's that's the mouse house. They gotta <laughs> get that money or try yep. to anyway. Get you with uh-huh. the movie DLC. Uh-huh. And it needs new bows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, so we watched this from Family Movie Night. Uh, so, basically, Ryan the Last Dragon, uh, in that long ago in the fantasy world of Kumandra, which I told Ruth, I go, Kumandra, that sounds like a sex book. But, you know, what do I know? Um, <laughs> that's that's so a reference I'm, for the adults to pick, figure out. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, long ago in the fantasy world of Kumandra, uh, humans and dragons live together in harmony. However, when sinister monsters known as the Droon threaten the land, the dragons sacrifice themselves to save humanity. Now, 500 years later, those same monsters have returned, and it's up to a lone warrior to track down the last dragon and stop the Droon for good. There you go. That's my theater voice my intense theater voice yeah. movie trailer guy yeah movie trailer guy in a world no sorry <laughs> in a realm <laughs> in a realm where dragons and humans anyways it was cute it was a cute movie um it's an hour and 47 minutes long voiced 
uh, Raya is voiced by Kelly Marie Tran, Rose from the Star the second Star Wars series, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Uh, Aquafina voices Sisu, the dragon, which I absolutely love her. So, you know, I think she's the best. So I really liked her. Uh, she did a good job as, you know, voice acting for this dragon. Uh, Gemma Chan voices uh, Namari. Isaac Wang, uh, Isaac Wang uh, directed Boone, or I mean voiced Boone. Daniel Day Kim voiced Binja. Benedict Wong voiced uh, Tong. And Sandra Oh voices Varana. So it's a. Oh, and Alan Tudyk voices Tuk Tuk, which is. We had to figure out what in the world is Tuk Tuk. What kind of animal is he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we. One of those. One of the answers was, was a. Not, not Poliwagon. Was it Poly? I'm going to come up with some Pokemon character's name instead of the actual name of the animal. Basically, it looks like an armadillo, but it can roll up. It looks like a cross between an armadillo and an anteater. It can roll up in a ball. So I forgot what it was. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, basically, what I the best consensus I can come up with was basically like a uh, like half roly poly, half pug. <laughs> so if you think about it that way, yeah, because it rolls and it. Anyways, it doesn't really matter. It's cute. It's yeah, it's yeah. cute. We were just curious, and um, so it has a good story. The animation's beautiful. I mean, nothing wrong with that. It has a good story. It's about you know heritage, friendship, you know, people living in peace and harmony. Also, you know, story about I guess being an outcast as far as uh, different lands, not understanding how how others function and you know different cultures how they live and then you know fear of having like a having a weapon like a dragon to can use you know that one of them may use that to try and take over the other lands so it's kind of the gist of it uh so it's about this like almost like an orb glowing orb thing that shatter, gets shattered and she Raya has to go around and try and gather all the all the pieces mm-hmm. and it's it's her uh it's her uh infinity gauntlet except they're all the same color she's got to go around get the pieces get them to get them together and it's not going to really snap but you know whatever I but basically know. the drone because when the orb shatters that's when the drone comes back and basically turns everybody to stone that's in okay. its path so the drone doesn't like water so this is awesome because sisu is a water dragon so that's kind of cool um but you know raya was being raised as a warrior her dad was helping her you know train her until he gets turned to stone so she's kind of on her own with with tuk tuk and they're going around trying to get you know, collect the different pieces and then meeting people along the way to kind of help. So it's cute. Um, Grayson really liked it. She ended up watching it again a second time the next day. Um, it does have some good humor. Aquafina is adorable in yeah, this yeah. film. Um, 
you know, voicing the dragon. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a good fun movie. I definitely wouldn't have, I'm definitely would not have paid premium for this at all. Uh, there's no singing in it. I mean, it's just a straight movie, you know, animated movie. Well, wow. Disney animated yeah. with no singing. Um, it's Pixar. If you think about it. I think it's Pixar. I'm not hundred percent sure. I just assumed it was. Or maybe it's <laughs> their attempt at a Pixar movie. Who knows? <laughs> like, but they uh, Pixar, but we got to try it out. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was it was beautiful to watch. I mean, I'm glad we watched it on the. I mean, it would have been good seeing theater. That would have been a good one to see in theater. Yeah. Um, but it, but for what it, you know, but York liked it as well. I mean, we all did, and we we all really enjoyed it. Grace and I think liked it more. Um, like I said, she watched it the second time when she woke up Saturday morning. So, knows. But I, I enjoyed it. I mean, again, I wouldn't have paid premium. But that's, yeah. I was like, nah, we're good. We'll just wait. <laughs> Nobody was super excited about it coming out. But when it was, you know, when we it was like we sat down to watch it. Everybody was, there wasn't any arguing over it. Let's put it that way for sure. <laughs> They're like, okay, okay. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, Ryan the Last Dragon. Um, yeah, watch it. Why not? I mean, it's good. Good family movie. So, put that on the list for family movie night. I mean, Grayson put it on her list on those six things that people should watch this summer. Yeah. So, kids her age should watch the summer. So, go and review there. All right. Cool. You are next. <clears throat> so, I went back and I finally finished the movie Upgrade. Yes, <clears throat> I'd watched up until... He, I guess he had had his little surgery. I hadn't got past oh, yeah. that. So I went back and finished up. But uh, this movie originally came out June 1st, 2018. Uh, Runtime of an hour and 40 minutes. Directed by Lee Wanell. And it had a budget of $5 million And the uh, box office, 16.7. Can you believe that it only cost $5 million? I know. <laughs> I was okay. thinking maybe just a little more. Maybe 15 at least, I mean, yeah. there's a lot going on. In that movie. I'm like, that's a. I'm sorry, you said how much? <laughs> okay, that's 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 how you. I mean, that's. I mean, they put it to use very well. Some people have big budgets and they don't use it right. Yeah, <laughs> just waste. Um, starring Logan Marshall Green as uh, Gray. You have uh, Betty Gabriel, Detective Cortez. You may remember her from Get Out. She played the. <laughs> I guess the maid, which turned out to be the grandma. Um, Harrison Gilbertson <clears throat> as Aaron Keene. And then Melanie Vallejo as Asha. Set in the near future, technology <clears throat> controls nearly all aspects of life. But when the world of gray, a self-labeled technophobe, is turned upside down, his only hope for revenge is a, an experimental computer chip implant so <clears throat> um i honestly didn't know what to expect because you know it's been a while since you know it's been yeah. out and yep. i hadn't had a chance to watch it it was originally going to be a, you know this is a go to theater to see it and um the whole time i was watching i was like man this looks like a role that um crap i can't his name just popped from my head uh i'll come back to that okay anyway uh gray as stated before he's a technophobe so he's not really with technology controlling everything 
he'd rather be hands-on and you know actually sit behind a car and drive press the pedal steer instead of relying on technology to do everything just pressing a button set it and forget it yeah but uh he's married to asha who's actually part of an upcoming tech company and of course she's all about the new tech she's cool with it even has a car that drives her where she needs to go uh but we start off seeing gray finish off fixing this car for aaron who himself is also very tech savvy he has a experimental um i guess stem implant that he's created that he feels is gonna help help the world basically yeah and so you know, he's got to take the car, so he asks his wife to follow him in her car so he can get back because he doesn't want to have to deal with it, basically. But when they're coming back, there's a malfunction that causes them to wreck. And then these four guys come up and attack them, ultimately ending up in Asha dying, shooting her dead. And then Gray gets paralyzed. So he wakes up in the hospital, paralyzed, quadriplegic. Only movement he has is, is his neck from the neck up. Um, and he's basically in deep depression because one, the main thing, his wife's gone. You know, that's what it is. he misses most. Because I'm sure if he was, she was still alive, he'd be cool with not being able to move as long as she's still there. But she's not, so he's like, you know, I just I don't want to live. Even to the point where he almost kills himself. But then Aaron visits him and tells him like, Hey, my new tech. Not only can I use it to help you walk again, but I can help you find the people that did this. And so he signs a non-disclosure form saying that he can't say anything about this because if, if word gets out that he has this tech, it'll be taken from him and, you know, he'll be done. You know? Yeah. So it was weird when he first gets home, you know, because his movements, it's kind of like a, like a little shaky cam when he's moving like robotic. Yep. And at first it kind of threw me off. I'm like, man, why is he walking like that? But then it's the... It's the stem, it's the tech that's in his um, spine that's controlling him. So he's trying his best to mimic human movement, but of course he's not able to do that. But um, you know, he basically sets out. Basically, he, he learns that the stem can talk to him. It's almost like Venom with Tom Hardy. That's the name. Oh, oh. Every time I was watching this, I kept thinking this is a role that Tom Hardy could have played because he kind of resembled him like in certain shots and angles. I'm like, man, Tom, Tom Hardy could have played this role as well. But um, it was almost kind of like that relationship. He has a voice in his head that can talk to him and can even help him um, translate or figure it. Like there was a shot of one of the assailants that had a tattoo on his wrist and giving him control, the AI was able to mimic and draw this tattoo. And so I don't know if I want to go that far to have tech in me like that. But I mean, I mean, I guess... If you're, like, as a kid, it's kind of something you think about, but then the way the world is now, it's like, I don't yeah. think I'd want that. <laughs> right, exactly. But, um, so, as long as Stem is in control, he can move. But if Stem gets shut down, he's quadriplegic. He he's, can't move. So, he gets into an encounter. Stem says, hey, if you let me take control, I'll take care of the situation. So, it's like, alright, I give you full permission, and he just proceeds to lay waste to whoever's trying to attack them. And I thought the fight scenes were pretty intense and pretty cool for the time. Um, it was, you know, his real robotic movement. Again, this is AI trying to mimic human movement. So that I understood that. Um, I enjoyed it. 
I wish I had watched it in theaters. This would have so been good. a this would have been a so cool good. this would have been a cool 40x movie. <laughs> oh heck yeah! <laughs> so if they ever re-release it and yeah. it's in that format, I'm gonna go see yeah. it's yeah. I was like I went and saw it just because it was I was like okay why not yeah. And then I was like oh my god I love this movie so <laughs> like more people need to see this movie. Yes. It was so good. I I was really impressed and kind of pleasantly surprised they haven't made a sequel, but at the same time very glad they haven't. Yeah, I mean they could. To, they could, but I'm just pleasant. I'm just. It's one of those things where I'm like, some movies just need to be them their own thing. Yeah, because I, I can like, picture where they could go with the sequel if they did it, but they would have to do it right. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, you can interpret it however you want, but um, I was satisfied with the ending, even though it, you know, it could they could do it. Maybe some somewhere down the line, somebody will say, you know, let's let's just do this. You know, maybe it'll be like a spiritual successor, not necessarily a sequel. They can go that route. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I really enjoyed it too. Um, I'm glad I recommended it to you. <laughs> yeah. But, it really but the, the, that twist at the end, I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yep. So I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, uh, me either. So that, that was good, you know, because usually it, I thought it was going to be like predictable at the end, like, oh, I know who's behind this. And it's right. like, oh. No, nope. dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice try. Yeah. Yep, definitely, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Indeed. So I ended up checking a movie off my list of six to watch. I sat down and I watched The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, starring James Stewart as Ransom Stoddard and John Wayne as Tom Dinophone. Vera Miles plays Haley Stoddard. William Marvin plays Liberty Valance. Edmund O'Brien plays Dutton Peabody. Andy Devine plays Link Appleyard. Everybody knows who Andy Devine is because he's voiced a lot of stuff for like Disney movies. He played he voiced uh, Friar Tuck in the Robin Hood movie, Disney's Robin Hood. So, and he's very distinguishable, very distinguishable uh, voice. You'll know it as soon as you hear it. You're like, oh my god. Um, John Carradine as Major Cassius Starbuckle and Jeanette Nolan as Nora Erickson, John Quayle as Peter Erickson yeah and then it just goes on and on so it's about a senator that returns to a western town for the funeral of an old friend and then tells the story of his origins so basically James Stewart's character, Ransom Stoddard, uh, is on a wagon heading to Shinebone, and it gets held up by Liberty Valance and his gang. He ends up getting assaulted pretty badly, and you know he's uh, was heading to Shinebone because he's going to open up his own law office. The only thing he had with him was a bunch of law books, and he the way that Ransom was planning on get, seeking revenge was prosecuting him, not by, you know, trying to go on some murderous rampage, trying to go after him. He's like, I'm going to handle this is not the way things are done. You handle it by you handle it by going and prosecuting him, bring, you know, and having the law, you know, doing the giving him due process and, you know, try him in a court. 
pretty much everybody in Shinebone thinks that's ridiculous and that you can't just prosecute here out, out here in the West because that's not how things are done. John Wayne's character, Tom Donovan, tells him that basically tells him that you don't we don't solve things out here in the West with with law books. You have to use you know, if you're if you're going to get anything done, you have to solve it with a gun. And, you know, uh, Ransom's like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to do it the right way. Meanwhile, more and more things happen until he's placed into a situation that he he's placed into a situation that he's uncomfortable with doing, but understands because he, you know, basically someone dies that he has, he just is filled with rage about it and doesn't know what else he can do. So he actually goes and gets a gun and uh, goes after Liberty Valance. Now, there is actually a twist in this movie, which I was not expecting because I wasn't expecting. By the way, this movie came out in 1962 and is in black and white. It's two hours and three minutes long. It is on it is ranked on the AFI top 100 movies of all time. And if I you could put a drinking game in this. For every, if you took a drink every time John Wayne said the word pilgrim, <laughs> you wouldn't make it through. You'd be passed out twenty minutes in. Dang. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I don't think that's the way you should do it, pilgrim. <laughs> Stand up, pilgrim. Da, 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 da. Now listen here, pilgrim. I'm like, oh my god, man. I mean, that's. I mean, that's like I used to use Bud. Hey, Bud. Yeah. Come here. Come here, bud. And then I was like, and then I switched from bud to bro. Use bro a lot. Uh, I, I don't even, I think, I don't even know what I use now, but I might still use bro. Hey, bro, you can't come in that way. Yeah. Hey, bro. Come here for a second. I guess I still use that one a lot. Yeah. But sometimes I'll say brother. And to, I mean, to really anybody else. <laughs> I'll still use that. With, I'll do that to Grayson every now and then because I don't know anybody. Because I'm not thinking of it, just you know, using it as uh, something to say. But anyways, John Wayne's only you know has like probably. I mean, he's got quite a bit of dialogue, but most of it's Pilgrim. <laughs> At least it felt that way. It yeah. just really it got annoying after a while, to be honest. Um, but I mean, I get it's a western, but I was like, when did you know? It's. I always kind of want. You know, I got to thinking when I was watching it. At what point do we choose certain words to be used as slang to mean something else? Yeah. And when did pilgrim become a thing? You know, that's kind of what I was. I was like, it's like when did that become a thing? Because it just seems like <laughs> I don't know John Wayne's thing. I don't know, but it just it was killing me. I mean, I guess if you're settlers and pilgrims are settlers and it's the West, I guess I could kind of see that. Yeah, I guess that's that's probably the most logical yeah. <laughs> uh, explanation. Anyways, this movie was good. I didn't hate John Wayne a whole lot because I probably I don't know if I would have liked it. I don't know if I would have enjoyed it less had James Stewart been in it. Let's put it that way. <clears throat> yeah. So, but I mean, I love James Stewart, so I'll watch anything, just about anything he's in. Because uh, I think he's one of the greatest actors um, that's ever 
you know, been around. Because um, he can do comedy, he can do drama, he can do westerns. Like he he can he can do them all, and he's amazing. So, yeah. But I re- I mean I ended up enjoying this. I mean I'm not for a western. It's you know that for a thing that's not really my thing. Um, I enjoyed it more than I thought. Uh, I did you know I did like it. It does kind of have an interesting twist at towards the end of the film. That I didn't yeah. really see coming, and um, I was okay with it. But it also helped explain some things that had happened, like ten minutes earlier in the film, before the I guess you could say the reveal or whatever. And uh, it helped explain some things because I'm like, "What in the world are you doing, bro?" And then, anyways, it helped explain some things. I re- I enjoyed it. If you haven't watched it, it's definitely worth a worth a watch um i watched it on prime so it's available there it is a really good film it's got some great acting uh, some some great uh, shots i mean it's it's a classic everyone should watch it at some point william marvin's great as a villain and uh yeah so definitely uh definitely check it out yeah so man who shot liberty valance on prime that's all I got for this week. Check that one off my list. Alrighty. <clears throat> so my last movie. This is available on either the Stars app or the Stars channel on Prime. Mm-hmm. I think it's like two, maybe four dollars a month additional. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it's called Emperor. It came out August eighteenth, twenty twenty. It has a runtime of an hour and thirty nine minutes. Directed by Mark Amin, and it stars um, <clears throat> uh, Deo Okiniyi as Shields Green. You have James Cromwell as John Brown, Cat Graham as Dolores, Bruce Dern plays Levi Coffin. <clears throat> you have Ben Robson as Luke McCabe, MC Ganey as Randolph Stevens. McKelty Williamson plays Truesdale. Now, when I see him in a movie, I'm always skeptical. <laughs> I'll, I'll just, I'll just say that. <laughs> um, uh, Naturi Naughton as Sarah Green, which is uh, Shields Green's wife, and Paul Shear as Duvane Henderson, and Harry Lennox makes an appearance appearance in this as Frederick Douglass. So it's an escaped escaped slave travels north. And has chance encounters with um, Frederick Douglass and John Brown. And it's based on the life story of Shields Green. So Shields Green is the is the organizer and, I guess, overseer of the field hands at the Henderson Plantation. And he pretty much got the nickname Emperor um, from the story his mom told him that he his dad was a king and he comes from royalty and it even it's even a question later in the movie where someone asks if that's a true story. And he's like, you know, that's just what my mom told me. It's not important if it's true or not, but you know, it's what I believe. So, but, um, the, um, Duvane Henderson has a gambling problem, like a, a very bad gambling problem to the point that in the card game, he actually loses his plantation, you know, they have the scene where he's lost a hand and he's asking someone to loan him money just so he can keep gambling. And so 
The guy says, well, you lose this money, then I take ownership of your plantation. And so you kind of know where that's going. <laughs> Next shot is him on the stagecoach or the wagon and him and his family leaving. And so now this plantation is under new, or- new ownership. And Phil, uh, Shields Green is no longer the organizer as there's a new organizer in place and they're placing him in the fields to work. So he does let them know that they need seeds because if they don't have the seeds by Monday. They're going to be behind uh, several days as far as their production of their crops. So he tells them the exact number, but this new organizer, this new organizer is not great at math. So ends up ordering less than what they need. Uh, blame shields for, you know, giving him the wrong information. Of course, not have being accountable. And, um, so they have a little co- little conflict there. His son Tommy steals books from now and then to read, which his mom Sarah doesn't like because you know if you mm-hmm. she gets found out, then that's you know that's that's not good for them. It's going to be bad for her. She works in the house, and you know it's just bad news. But Shields is like you know if we're going to move up north, I want my son to be able to read. I want him to at least to be you know on par with what's going on up there, and. Um, so it gets to a point where Tommy's not so smart in his actions because he decides to read the book out in the open and this new organizer catches him and even tells him that, you know, you know, won't you read what's what's said here? And yeah. then we flash forward to um, Shields coming home, his wife's distraught. He sees his son on the bed with whip marks on his back. And so he he loses it. It's like, OK, yeah, he loses it, goes to confront them. And, you know, they basically just kind of drawing him like, Hey, if you discipline your child, like you're supposed to, I wouldn't have to like, he even, he's, he even makes the remark. The new organizer makes the remark that he almost broke his wrist trying to do that. And so that, that triggers him again. Shields, you know, attempts to attack, but draws a gun and says, you know, you end up killed if you keep doing what you're doing. But, you know, Shields is kind of like at that point, like you, you whip my son. So whatever. So, he attacks. Uh, he ends up killing a couple of them. One gets away. And so that's when Shields like, you know, we got to go. Let's go get our son who's with the aunt. But as they're trying to get away, of course, it has to be a casualty. And in the process, Sarah's wife is shot and she dies. But um, he continues with his mission to go north to try to free himself so he can come back and free his son. And that's like his his main mission throughout this, just to survive and get north and you know yeah go back and get his son so he goes to he, he even he encounters the bank robber and they seemingly team up but um of course that doesn't end great for the bank robber but um there's a um i guess a bounty hunter that's sent after him to get him and um he's all about the money it's not even about okay he's you know he's a slave or whatever because they show a scene with him tracking someone, shooting and kill him, but it's just, you know, it's a white guy. It's not a black dude. He's just, yeah. this dude's bad, and so there's a bounty on him. I think it's like a couple hundred dollars or whatever. You know, of course, that time, it's that's a lot of money. Um, yeah. And so the brothers of this person confront him, and even, I guess, the, the oldest of the two is like, you know, shoot, he's worth money. He's dead, so why don't we at least try to get the body take it back right. and cash in so yeah. but he takes them both but he takes them both out easily um but bringing us back to um uh 
Michaelty Williamson. Yeah. He makes his way <laughs> to um to one another plantation and so Truesdale is his character, invites him in and says, Hey, my master's gone. He'll be gone for a few days. You can come in, get cleaned up, eat, rest, and then be on your way before anybody notices. But after watching oh, what's the movie? Um Don't Go, where he plays the uncle. Yeah. And he I was like, Yeah, I don't trust him. <laughs> and then of course the next morning when Shields is about to leave, it's like, yeah, I can't let you leave, man. You got like a thousand dollar bounty. Hate to do this, but I can use that money to free myself. You know, so he gets selfish mm-hmm. instead of just saying, hey, I'll join you. I'll help you. No, it's like, I'm I'm the dirty one. <laughs> Long <laughs> way the... away from his character in 8 Mile, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just like, man, because I mean, even when he took him to uh, to um, uh, Cat Graham's character, Dolores's, to have her take him in and feed him and everything the whole time he's talking to her he has this sneaky grin on his face i'm like yeah, yeah i don't i don't trust him at all like i'm like yeah this is not gonna go well like if it actually went well i had been like okay that's a surprise but right. yeah i'm like yeah of course he turns on him <laughs> so of course but um it was just funny I, I mean it wasn't supposed to be funny but i laughed because i knew what was happening it was like yeah. you just so easily trust him it's like yeah that's yeah, a mistake but, but I mean, uh, I don't want to give too much away from it. But you know, he eventually does meet Frederick Douglass and John Brown. Yeah. And John Brown has his his sons and um, basically his group. They're trying to get slavery abolished, and so right, Shields joins them and helps them with what they're doing. Because you know, of course, his goal is getting himself free so he can go back and get his son. And, um, you know, even though this is a movie made in, you know, slave time, I guess, uh, the, um, um, uh, my mind is not working right now, but it's not, it's not like a really triggering movie. Like it's more him on the offense. Yes. He does get in along the way. He's kind of like a, a superhero James Bond in a way in slave time. Cause he's, he's, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's doing his thing. Um, it, it, I'll just say it does have a more positive ending than what normal movies of this would have. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you've got stars or another way to watch it, I do recommend it. It's, you know, it's not it's not one that you'll be angry with. You know, you'll probably be mad right. in the middle of it, yeah. especially when you see McKelty Williamson. Yeah. But overall, it's it was it's, it's it's good. It's worth checking out. Are you like me? Is and get McKelty Williamson and Mackay Pfeiffer mixed up, or is it just me? Name wise, or yeah, I mean just like because it's like a Dermot Mulroney, Dylan McDermott, like a good like a Dylan McDermott, Dermot Mulroney, or Bill Paxton, Bill Pullman. People have problems with that one. That one I don't. But sometimes I'll get Dylan Mulroney and Dylan McDermott confused, and then Mackay Pfeiffer and McKelty. McKelty Williamson because they were both kind of popular. Yeah, a lot of the movies around the same time. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. So it kind of, <clears throat> I would kind of get that confused. It's just yeah. me. I mean, in a way, you see them both in a movie, you know, probably not gonna be able to trust them. <laughs> right. Uh, Almost like when you see Bokeem Woodbine, it's like, uh, if he's actually good, that'll be a shock. <laughs> right, right. It doesn't turn. 
Yeah. Mm. Almost like when we saw um, Quiet Place 2, I thought we thought yeah. Kevin Murphy was going to switch. Like, mm. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Back on that movie, something I didn't talk about last week. Yeah. I started getting uh, The Last of Us vibes. I don't know if you're familiar with the game or have seen the gameplay of it. I've heard of it, and I know they're making a movie. So I'll say that this will probably be better. This is kind of like, to me, it looks like a little little backdoor pitch or pilot for it. Because I started getting, like when um, Reagan was on the train tracks and then she's in the uh-huh. train. And that shot of her looking out after one of the right. creatures had busted through the side. I was like, man, it just reminded me of Last of Us. And um, oh. kind of made me want to play the game because I, I still hadn't played it all the way through. And um, but yeah, I started thinking of that. Then the next morning when she woke up and it was like a lot of dust, I'm like, oh, they got spores now because they had spores in The Last of Us. I'm like, hmm. So I say this: if you're gonna do, if they're gonna do that, they need to have John Krasinski direct it because I think he'll do well. Because <laughs> it's basically uh-huh. the same. It's it's a similar premise where the world's gone to mess. You have these these um the enemies that kill. They detect you because they're they're dead. They they can't see. So if you make a noise, they're going to take you out. But they're more human form that have disfigured face. So it's kind of similar in that regard. Well, it's going to be a TV series, not a movie. So that's on me. Uh, uh, that probably work out better then. They'll have time starring, to build it. Yeah. Starring Pedro Pascal as Joel Miller. Um, Meryl Dandridge as Marlene. Gabriel Luna as Tommy Miller, Bella Ramsey as Ellie. Uh, looks like six episodes. I'm not saying where it'll be on, but it's, it looks like it's still in production. Be my guess, because there's not much on here. Al, Ali Abbasi and Kantmir Balagov as the two directors. Oh, and Jasmila Zabonik. Uh, those are the three directors so far listed. Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin are developing it. So that's really about, really about it. Joel and Ellie appear connected through the harshness of the world they live in, are forced to endure, endure uh, brutal circumstances and ruthless killers on a trek across post pandemic america yeah, so right. basically he's traveling with a 14 year old and not a and not a and not a grogu so <laughs> right right <laughs> still an escort mission uh but yeah I, be better <laughs> yeah but yeah when i was when i was watching i just got last of us vibes even when they were on the train i started thinking of resident evil 2 i'm like man all right Cool. <laughs> oh, I agree. All right, man. Uh, only two trailers this week. The first one, I believe this is actually going to be on Paramount Plus and not actually in theater, but nonetheless, here we are. Uh, Infinite, starring Mark Wahlberg, uh, Chiwetel Elijah Four, Sophie Cookson, Dylan. Brian from Love and Monsters, Wallace Day, Jason Manzukas, Rupert Friend, Willie Rich, Toby Jones. Good cast on here. Um, 
A man discovers that his hallucinations are actually visions from past lives. PG-13 coming to Paramount Plus, streaming June 10th. So, Sounds like cool Assassin's Creed. Sounds like it, right? <laughs> like, we're going to try this again, but be diff- it's going to come call Maybe better. Hopefully. Yeah. I told York I'd show that, uh, that him and I would watch that movie sometime. Because, yeah, it's... That movie's rough, but I think he would probably like it. <laughs> like, I think he'd find it entertaining, and I would be sitting there going, why did I agree? Why did I bring this up for us to watch? <laughs> okay, I might try to check it out. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of bad... <laughs> It's not bad things. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, the effects are decent. That's really about it. Yeah. I mean, I've never played the game, so I couldn't tell you one thing or another other than like what I've seen from like screenshots. But yeah, yeah uh, it, it's, it, it's something. Yeah, I've played through some of them. I haven't completed them, but I've played through some. So York's played a couple, I think. Yeah. So we'll watch a movie. Why are they taking something? Why are they taking this like right from Assassin's Creed? It's like every movie almost now that he watches. Yeah. Why is it like? Feel like they're taking this right from? I'm like, bro, you ever get to? It's like, what if Assassin's Creed is taking it from this? Have you thought about that? Especially if it's an older movie. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, next we have Reminiscence, starring uh, Rebecca Ferguson as May, Hugh Jackman as Nick Bannister. Tandy Newton also stars Cliff Curtis, Brett Cullen, Daniel Wu. Yeah. And then uh, it's about a scientist that discovers a way to relive your past and uses the technology to search for his long lost love. Coming August 20th, 2021. Directed, written and directed by Lisa Joy. Yeah, so, that like by Rom. So, yeah. Why does it sound like Assassin's Creed, Dad? Like it's Assassin's Creed with like a love story. I mean, no, maybe it's... this is a maybe that's the next game, bro. Maybe you gotta go find your uh, in theaters and HBO Max August twentieth. So guess he's gonna be watching this on HBO Max. Yeah, I'll have York watch it and get back to us and say, "Hey, man, I'm much like this." <laughs> so. yeah, how does this connect to Assassin's Creed? Because I know they deal with a lot of going in the past and embodying people from the past and taking care yeah. of things. So I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> why does it seem like why does it seem like Wonder Woman '84 is like Assassin's Creed, where Steve Trevor is like the assassin coming back in some dude's body? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's still so messed up. That was like, and they thought it was okay. Like this dude is taking over. Wonder yeah. Woman and this, this, this. Oh man, they, Steve Trevor threw this got, guy. He's getting, yeah, he's, threw this like, guy and Wonder Woman is shagging him. Uh, don't even know if this guy's got a family. Hey, at, yeah, at like at the end of the movie. Yeah, at the end of the movie, you're like, you're like, you're like, wow, this dude totally has no idea that he shagged her. None at all. I'm like, man. That's the only thing about the movie that that disturbed me the most. Right. I'm like, I'm like, other than the lack of a coherent real story. That I mean, they could have just brought him back. Just bring him back physically. Don't take over somebody else's body. 
or at least do it in the right way. You know, like they start to maybe make out and you start seeing shots of the other guys like, oh, we shouldn't do this. We don't need to do this. Like, I know it's you in there, but I still see (laughs) this other guy. We don't know if he's got a family. We shouldn't, you know, that could have been better instead of the next one going through with it. And then it's like, yeah. Also, he could be gay. Really? I mean, he could have other things. Well, if he was really a priest, you're really. But, but just imagine they're out doing their thing. <laughs> and then this guy's wife's friend sees them like, girl, your husband's out with this person doing this and this <laughs> and that. Then he goes home. He's, like, he says she's a goddess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she told me she's a goddess. <laughs> so he gets home. And he's like, I didn't do any of that. No. <laughs> we know you did it. You're Polaroids. Cause yeah, know, yeah. We got this real grainy surveillance footage from the mall. Yeah, <laughs> real grainy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, if Wonder Woman '84 was a horror movie, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I would cut that trailer. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Good times, good times. <laughs> that's the only way I was able to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh bless. All right. Uh, Friday's in the Heights. I'll be watching that from the house, probably. In the yeah. Heights, in the house. That may be our Friday family movie night. Ruth's choice. She'll be like, no, we're watching this. Cool, okay. So, we'll have a jam. I might, I might check it out. Yeah. Maybe. It's not my, it's not my cup of tea, I know but I might. Cup of tea, but it's... I might. Yeah. We'll see. You never know. You could, that could be on your list of movies you're, you know, you're challenging yourself, man. Yeah. I even thought about challenging myself by actually watching the Ghostbusters movie, but I don't know if I really Which want to do that. The female? Yeah. It's fun, dude. It's fun. Don't try to put it in with the canon of the other two. No, no okay? I'm it's, not. It's just the trailer never never sparked my interest, and I'm just like, eh. I love Melissa McCarthy, and well, I love the, the entire cast. Like, I lo- like I, I'll watch anything that they are in. I still think Kristen's Kristen Wiig's drama movies that she's done has been far more entertaining and better acted than anything she's been in in a comedy. Yeah, I will. I will. I will. Honestly, Steve Carell too. Other than The Office, but I mean, like his his dramas are far exceeder and far better than his comedies. In yeah. my in my opinion, and same thing for Kristen Wiig. I love Melissa McCarthy. I'll watch anything she's in. I've loved her since Gilmore Girls, when she played Suki. Uh, she played Suki. Uh, yeah. So, watch anything she's in. And Kate McKinnon is just amazing. So, yeah. Hilarious. And Wesley Jones. So, it's a good cast. You know, Zach Woods is in it uh, for a few for a couple of scenes. He's from season five or six of The Office all the way to the end. And then... Um, and then Stephen Merchant's in it. I mean, there's a lot of good cameos and people that pop up. Is it is it a great film? I mean, it's entertaining. It's what it needs. It's a good summer movie. Let's put it that way. It's a great summer movie where you just put on, just let it wash over you, have fun, and then when it's over, it's over. So, all right, maybe. Don't lower your expectations. <clears throat> number one, all right. We're not that podcast, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have that on a shirt. I'm gonna put that on a shirt. We're not All your that. expectations. We're not that podcast. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I may actually do that now. 
Let's see. Oh yeah, when is it Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. Loki. Yep. Uh, not highway dead. It will be low key. So. No. <laughs> so. All right, man. I'm gonna get out of here, and uh, I hope you have an amazing week, and that the weather holds up this week. It's supposed to, kept seeing forecast for rain. I don't mind a day or two, but I don't need the entire week. I don't mind the rain. It's just the the lightning aspect and winds. Yeah. There's yeah. no storms. Right. But rain is cool. That's fine. It's whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, for both of us, we hope everybody has an awesome week. Catch you some sun. Go see some movies. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.